I know it's not the break room, and I know I'm starting early, but I just can't, so I'm starting early. Oh, my gosh. I just can't anymore. So, the University of Wisconsin-Madison is moving forward on a plan to remove a boulder from Observatory Hill. It's a 70-ton boulder, officially known as Chamberlain Rock, in honor of Thomas Crowder Chamberlain, a geologist and former university president. But the rock was referred to at least once after it was dug out of the hill as an, and I want to say the word so bad. It was called an N-word head. There, I didn't say it. And it was a commonly used expression. We all know this from the 1920s. And it was common to describe any large, dark rock, that word, the N-word head. Okay. It was in the 1920s. There was a newspaper who talked about the N-word rock. I'm sorry, the N-word head boulder in an article in the Wisconsin State Journal in 1925. Now, it hasn't been called that since then, at least publicly. It may be in the history books. No one even thinks of it as that anymore. It's Chamberlain's Rock. Not even plural. It's just Chamberlain Rock. I'm sure the people at the university call it Chamberlain's Rock. I can't take it anymore. I know that it isn't specifically the rock that's racist. But it doesn't have anything to do with today. Now, the university can do what it wants. And they can move that 70-ton boulder any damn place they want. But it is pathetic that we are moving a 70-ton boulder because of what it was called originally in 1920. (sighs) Welcome to Chewing the Fat. It's Friday. All right. Let's do a good story. (laughs) At least one today, okay? So an Indonesian man was working uh, outside his house. He's a coffin maker. Boy, what a fun job that sounds like. But he uh, heard a great sound and parts of the house were shaking. 
and he didn't know what the heck happened. He saw that the tin roof of the house overhang had been broken. There was a hole in it. And he looked down, there was a 4.5 pound meteor that had smashed through the awning and into the ground. He said it was still warm when he brought it into the house. So it's worth about $2 million. Nice, right? Nice. Now, what would you do with the $2 million? He lives in Sumatra and he was paid the equivalent of about 30 years in salary for this meteor. Okay. I mean, that's pretty good. So he said that he's going to use the money to erect a church in his community. Now, I don't know if the church is going to be a, you know, 30 year salary worth church or he keeps a little to feed his family. That would still be okay. That's amazing. I I love this guy. I love this guy. So three other pieces or chunks of the meteorite have been found. They officially named it Kolang and they were discovered nearby his house. One landed in a paddy field, uh, you know, four or five miles away. I don't know if he gets any money for that one or if it's just like, no, I found that one. That one's mine. Or the space guy (laughs) from Indonesia's National Institute of Aeronautics and Space said, yeah, that's, uh, nah, that one, we found that one. Don't you worry about that. Belongs to us. I'm sure that's what happened. So anyway, you know, I know that it's rare that uh, these meteors or meteorites hit populated areas and smash into things, but at least something good came of one 4.5 pound piece of rock from space that smashed into this guy's house. And at least, you know, he'll build a church for the, for the community. (sighs) Okay. I feel better. Not much, but better. Well, as long as we're talking about space, we might as well talk about a mini moon has entered our orbit and it's going to be orbiting earth for a few months before heading back out on its cosmic journey. Now, this mini moon, you'd think, wow, where under where that came from? I wonder, you know, just did it just show up? The object is named 2020. So, <laughs> uh, it entered uh, the part of space where Earth's gravity is dominant on November 8th, duh, and is expected to stay there until it heads out to a new orbit around the sun in March of 2021. Now they figure that the object at one point, one of the paths brought it very close to the earth and the moon in September of 1966. Hmm. Now NASA's Paul Chodas said in a statement, you know, it was like a Eureka moment when a quick check of launch dates for lunar missions showed a match with the surveyor two mission. So now they figure that this mini moon as, as just a rocket body 
<laughs> yeah, it's space junk. That's all just flying around there. Look, we we got space crap flying around out there all over the place. I'm sorry. There's pieces of space junk all over the place out there. We got to do something about the space junk, man. You want a million dollar idea? I know Elon is launching astronauts into space and he wants he's launching people to the moon and we're taking robots to mars and we're building nuclear power plants on the moon and we're putting cell towers on the moon somebody needs to pick up the trash okay somebody needs to go up there and pick up the trash so let's get somebody involved i think we know who runs the garbage department of the planet get them involved and let's get them flying up and around there and picking up the trash you know it's going to cost you, but that's just part of doing business. So let's make that happen. All right, so I have a question for you. How many law enforcement officers does it take to arrest three people? That's all I want to know. Just, just think about it in your head and psychically send it to me. Because whatever you say ain't right. You're wrong. Okay? In Germany... 1,600 German law enforcement officers raided 18 different locations across the country and arrested three men. Now, I know. Now, they were part of... Remember the big jewel heist last year? They got almost $3 billion. It was like $2.8 billion worth of jewels. Well... These were three other guys. They're uh, three unidentified German citizens, uh, 126 and 223, were apprehended and are set to see a judge. Now, there were two more people that they are sure connected to this crime. They are still at large. So... It was possible that these 1,600 German law enforcement officers could have gotten five guys. So you understand why you needed so many. But they only ended up with three. The two that are on the lam are connected with an organized crime family. Yeah, you're not finding them. They might not even be alive. But remember the Dresden Museum robbery? I mean, some of those jewels dated back to the 17th century. And did they, with 1,600 law enforcement officers, you know they got all the artifacts back, right? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know we need a lot of luck in order to find them a year after the crime. So, you know, there's just no way we could do that. But I thought you were... thought you were getting this stuff for me yeah now we're just gonna be busted the family so uh the three who are arrested are also part of the lebanese crime family part of remo r-e-m-m-o lebanese crime family okay now other remo family members i hope i'm pronouncing that right and if i'm not i apologize I should probably find out so they don't come after me. Yeah, it's got to be Remo. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be Remo. So they were arrested. The others uh, were arrested earlier this year for the theft in Berlin 
in 2017 where the world's largest coin, the 220-pound big maple leaf, they you know they took that. Okay, so the the Dresden robbery uh, had gems gems that once belonged to the King of Poland, uh, Augustus the Strong, a sword encrusted with nearly 800 diamonds, 49 carat Dresden white diamond. Yeah, I remember this heist. Remember they showed the robbers using the axe to break a window and and get into the display case to gain access. Yeah. So you know, I mean, there are things that the Remo crime family are little. A little shaky right now. Now, the two that got away, <laughs> uh, remember, three of them are, they, they all are connected to the Remo Lebanese crime family, but two of them, Abdul Remo and Mohammed Remo, I mean, those, those are, that's bloodline. So, good luck, God bless. <laughs> Speaking of crime, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, no. I know what you're thinking. What's going on now? He's not doing well. He's being monitored by medical staff in prison. Uh, There's no evidence that he has tested positive for COVID-19. But he has a fever. He's being closely monitored. And we need to do something, you know, to keep an eye on him. Now, most of people will say, so? If he gets COVID, good. I thought we were letting people out of prison and jail at possible COVID getters. And we didn't want to have people who were possible COVID getters with underlying conditions, which he has. I mean, he's got plenty of underlying conditions. Heart condition, high blood pressure, spinal stenosis. I mean, we were letting him out. So put him on a short leash and let him go. You know that's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. I mean, it is Friday, and it's, you know, the Honorary Fat Pile Friday. I've got a ton of stuff in the fat pile that uh, we haven't gotten to all week, so we might as well try to get to it. Like this story, the, uh, the robot hand, new Japanese invention aimed at single men, simulates holding a woman's hand. And it's designed by engineers at Gifu University. And it squeezes your palm as you stroll and even secretes small amounts of moisture to imitate sweat. Isn't that special? And it's just a hand. It's just a hand as you walk along. You just take a nice stroll with a robot hand. Wow, we are in a sad place. On top of which, now maybe this technology will work great when in other robotic devices. But... If I see you walking down the street with just a hand, um, hello, uh, Home Depot buying HD supply, a building supply product distributor, uh, $8.7 billion. <sighs> wow. Good for them. A bird, the e-scooter startup considering going public. Why are we? Why are these scooter companies going public? They 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 suck. Nobody's gonna do these stupid scooters. It's just I don't get it. So Bird Rides Inc. is looking to strike a deal with Blank Check Company. Yeah, I bet that's what they want is a blank check. And uh, you know they want to propose an acquisition and go public as a scooter company. Stop it. 
I'm not going to go public. It's a scooter company. If you, you know, go out and make some money and rent your scooters, but you're not going to go public and make a bunch of money. It's just silly. Just silly. Speaking of Home Depot, though, uh, spending $8.7 billion on HD supply. Elon Musk. You know him. You love him. You can't live without him. He's now number three as the richest man in the world. Yes, he snagged it again. I know. Vaulted. Vaulted. Past Mark Zuckerberg. Mark is sucking big wind. I mean, Elon jumped $7.8 billion in a day. <laughs> so, Elon is now worth $110 billion or close to it. Bezos, of course, hello, $185 billion. And Gates, $127 billion. So you got uh, Elon at 110 and Zuckerberg coming in at about $104 billion. I mean, that's quite a jump. That is quite a jump. Uh, and he's going to go on the S&P 500 now. Elon, I mean. Tesla. Mark, uh, Mark, uh, plus after a couple more Senate hearings, Mark might go down even more, man. <laughs> he doesn't come across nice. He just doesn't. I know he's the guy. I got it. He's Mr. Facebook. I got it. I mean, even Jack, being as douchey as he is, comes across as, yeah, that's the guy for Twitter. But Zuckerberg just has this vibe that isn't a good vibe. I don't know what it is. It's not, it's not creepy. It's just kind of, it's not weird. I don't know how to explain it. He just comes across as, well, Zuckerberg. Maybe we start, well, that's a new definition. A Zuck. <laughs> I don't know. He's just a weirdo. I guess that's the word, weirdo. I know he's just a Zuck. He's just a Zuck. I mean, the guy, he just does not come across well. So... We'll see how long he's at the helm of Facebook. He's, you know, hanging on by his fingernails now for sure. But congratulations to Elon and all the people at Tesla doing wonderful things in the world. Appreciate it. Keep up the keep up the good work. And boy, I'm glad that you are making all that gosh darn money. <laughs> oh boy, am I. You can't can't make me unhappy about that. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not unhappy about that. Not one little bit. No siree. Alright, let's go to the break room. I need another drink. Desperately. Oh my gosh. So good. Hey, if you are uh, listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat Podcast, that's this show, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, 
excuse me, um, you need to subscribe. Hello, I'm better your life. Uh, you're just wandering around lost in a maze and you're listening to this show now and you're saying to yourself, man, what a loser. I'm just a freeloader. How can I not be a freeloader in life? Well, you subscribe to this podcast and then, you know, then you're, you know, a freeloading subscriber and that is a good thing. <laughs> freeloader, bad. Freeloading podcast, freeloading subscriber, good thing. Okay. So subscribe. Choose a platform. There's a plethora of them available to you. Some of which iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever platform warms the little cockles of your heart. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, subscribe. And then rate and review on the platforms that allow you to rate and review and share and tell your friends, tell your neighbors, whenever you're listening to a podcast, and I know, you know, you may be listening to other podcasters. I don't know why, but you may be listening to other podcasters. Let's say like, I don't know, Pat Unleashed, that program. Um, you know, I'm a part of that show as well. Let's say uh, you're listening to that show. That's fine. But you get out of your car and somebody says, hey, what are you listening to? Your answer as a freeloading subscriber to Chewing the Fat is always Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, not the other shows that you listen to. Okay, that's part of the deal. I can't, you know, the deal's the deal. So that's just something that needs to happen. Okay, you subscribe to Chewing the Fat, you become a freeloading subscriber. When asked what you're listening to at all times, at any time, your answer must be Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It's just that simple. And then you're, you know, you're, you're going to feel better about yourself, your family, your life, your job, everything will come into purpose just because of one subscribership, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. I know it doesn't seem possible, does it? Well, I can't, I can't help you there. I can only say to you that it is, it is possible. Okay. Hey, we're around rich people and their money. And what they have. So uh, I w- was fascinated to read MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, has just gone into the consumer electronics business. And you think, wait, what? Yeah, I know. They uh, are the new majority owner of the Framingham audio equipment maker, Bose Corporation. I know. <laughs> so founder and MIT alum uh, Amar G. Bose donated most of the stock in his privately held company to his alma mater. They don't come with voting rights. He didn't give him any power. He just said, eh, you know, take the stock. That's fine. And you know what? Um, you don't get any voting rights. You don't get any say in how the company is run. You know what else? You can't sell it. But I'm going to give it to you. And, you know, you... You get the profit by getting cash dividends whenever the company chooses to issue them. <laughs> I don't know what kind of tax write-off Amar gets for that, but it's got to be pretty good. So he gives them stock without voting rights. They don't have a say, not a word, on how the company is run. They can't sell the stock, and they get cash when the company decides to give it to them. That's a good deal. 
So, and there was no comment from any Bose people at all. Uh, MIT said Amar Bose gives us a great gift today. He also serves as a superb example for MIT graduates who used to cut their own teeth. That's it. Wow. I mean, Bose is just monstrous now, right? They began experimenting with home audio equipment in 1956. Wow. He patented a number of innovations, launched Bose Corporation in 1964 to bring his inventions to market, and he remained on the faculty of MIT until 2001. Wow, that's huge. The company is best known for its wave line of desktop audio systems and its quiet comfort noise-canceling headphones. Bose also makes systems for cars as well as large-scale audio products for use in stadiums and theaters. Really? Okay. Heather Joslin, assistant managing editor of the Chronicle of Philanthropy. And who doesn't get a copy of the Chronicle of Philanthropy? (laughs) I know, right? Said it's not unusual for wealthy people to donate large amounts of stock to favorite causes or institutions. For instance, billionaire Warren Buffett has pledged to give away 85% of his shares in Berkshire Hathaway to a number of charitable foundations. Yeah, he's part of the broke crowd, right? Leave nothing behind or whatever that deal is with them. Remember, because Jeff is doing that too, and Bates is doing that, and they were pissed because Bezos' wife, ex-wife, she's not doing that. They were like, when they talked to her about it, yeah, that's interesting. That's a good thing. (laughs) Now, I find it funny is that uh, it's uh, not unusual. This is coming from the Chronicle of Philanthropy. It's not unusual for wealthy people to donate large amounts of stock to favorite causes or institutions. Then at the end of the story, it says, but I could find no other example of a company's founder donating most of its shares to a single university. Huh. It does look like it's pretty unprecedented. (laughs) So she starts off. It's not unusual. That happens all the time. You know, I guess it doesn't happen all the time. (laughs) Okay. That makes me want to get the Chronicle of Philanthropy even more all right another another money story business story disney is hanging in there they are their shares went up they're doing okay they exceeded expectations so i know that the parks are you know closed and they've got local restrictions and the movies and the films are really struggling but disney plus the streaming service reported more than 73 million paid subscribers. That's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. I know you can quote me on that. That's pretty darn good. So they did better than expected. Revenue was $14.71 billion versus, now they, this is it, they thought they were only going to do $14.20 billion. So you can well understand that why they're so happy. (laughs) Now there's a chart here of streaming subscribers on the most recent quarterly reports from each company. Netflix, I mean worldwide, 195 
million subscribers. They're far and away the leaders. Disney Plus, 73.7. Hulu, 36.6. ESPN Plus, 10.3. I thought I thought HBO Max had like 16 million or something like that. HBO Max has amassed... Oh, hey, I see what... The, okay, HBO Max has amassed 8.6 million. HBO and HBO Max have 38 million. But that keeps them on the map. Uh, that's a huge map to be on, too. You can quote me on that. Bill Gates, well, we spoke of him being number two uh, on the list of richest men in the world. He was just at a roundtable business for pharmaceutical people and predicted that uh, 50% of business travel and over 30% of days in the office will go away. Wow. That's huge. 50% of business travel. They're almost at that now. Well, 50% of business travel, right? So if you look at the TSA checkpoint numbers, they're less than half of what they were a year ago. Still the most, they don't even hit a million of the highest is 900,000 some, and that's only a couple of times. And then they're in the 800,000s and the rest are, you know, six and 700,000. And those are good days in today's world before it was, you know, over two and the low days were just under 2 million. So less than half or half 50% of business travel and 30% of days in the office go away. According to Gates, wow, that's a lot. Now he talks about that's and really that's kind of him, right? I mean, he talked about how he's you know he's working to find a better for the vaccine, yeah, 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 and uh, he was of course uh, alongside the Pfizer CEO. Huh, that's weird that someone like Bill Gates would be with the Pfizer CEO at the. I mean, he's already been part of five virtual roundtables this year with pharma executives, a meeting that's usually held in person in New York. He claims we'll go into the office somewhat, we'll do some business travel, but dramatically less. Oh, well, yeah, no kidding. Um, but his the Microsoft executives, uh, they disagree. Just uh, Judson uh, Altoff, executive VP president for Microsoft's worldwide commercial business, said, we believe that as we return to the skies, the travel routes we've had will resume at the level they had been before. Business trips will make a rebound. Okay. So Microsoft is saying, we're, you know, we're doing business travel. We're getting back on the deal. Where Gates really doesn't have anything to do with the day-to-day of Microsoft anymore. Um, he's believes that it won't. That's huge though. And 30% of office, I mean, 30% day to day office space, big cities are dead, right? Urban, urban areas, uh, you know, inner cities dead where office buildings are. That's a lot of business. Businesses do not need the office space anymore. Wow. That's, that's ugly. Ugly. 
giant supermarket apologized. Of course they did. Of course they did. They apologized for a plan a super spread ad. <laughs> Come on now. It's just an ad. <laughs> Come on. So, according to everyone, a tone-deaf advertisement, foot in the mouth, it shows an image of shrimp, fruit, and cheese platters, a seeming nod to gathering together to share food, hosting, plan a super spread. And that's supposed to mean, you infer, that that's, they're hosting super spreader events. How dare they go against the mandates? They're saying, don't do anything for these events. How dare they? Okay, we got it. But it's an, it's just a deal. This was probably planned, I mean, eight years ago. It's part of their deal for the holidays. Hosting? Plan a super spread. Well, yeah. But oh, you can't host things in today's world. This is this COVID-19. How unthoughtful. You just want people to die. We can't believe it. So I guess they ran across the full page ad and people were wound up, man. <laughs> I, uh, you know, of course they bent the knee and apologized. We were so, we are sorry. Okay. We did not. What's the exact words of the apology? Okay. In hindsight, the choice of words was a poor one. Giant had no intentions of insensitivity. <laughs> really? Duh, you think? Oh my gosh. And good news. If you're in Germany and you want to protest the lockdowns and you're part of the anti-lockdown protest, they've been banned. So you can't protest. So just go home. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. You just, you know what? You... Just do the ban and don't be mad about it because there's we, we're not letting it happen. All right. We're saying there's no protests. All right. We've banned them. We're not letting them happen. Got it? Because a risk analysis completed by the Berlin State Police has given rise to the expectation that attacks on uh, uh, government buildings and on persons were to be expected if the protests were allowed to take place. So... No, there's no protesting going on. Okay. Now the protesters have said, we're going to be protesting and we may even protest outside, uh, you know, outside the city, uh, the perimeter. Uh, you know what? We don't know. We may come in and protest, but we are not standing for this lockdown stuff. Well, guess what? Uh, you can't, it's been banned. (laughs) Duh. Go home. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you another thing you can't do. You're not going to be able to go see the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Okay? Not going to happen. Now, we knew that. We, we talked about that earlier on Chewing the Fat, that they decided that there wasn't going to be any crowds. They just didn't know exactly how they were going to do it and who was going to show up, how it was going to happen, the logistics of it. So floats and performers are going to travel one block down 34th street it's usually two and a half miles starting at west 77th 
The streets surrounding the site will be closed off, even during the planning stages. We don't want anybody, anybody, nobody coming around, looking around, trying to figure out what's going on, hanging out. No, there's no congregating happening. Okay, got it. Don't don't make me go to the mayor or the governor. Just don't show up, all right? Streets are locked down. So that's going to be pre-filmed productions of Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, Hamilton, Jagged Little Pill, and Mean Girls, as well as the Radio City Rockettes. That's going to be broadcast during the show, but it doesn't look like they're going to be doing it in front of Macy's like normal. <laughs> they're going to limit the number of people involved. We knew that. They uh, We also knew that um, it's going to be down to about 1,500 people rather than eight to 10,000 people working in the production of the parade. I don't think that counts. That doesn't count everyone. It's crazy. We, we had so much fun at the parade. I mean, I know it's so crowded and everything. It's a nightmare, but it's so much fun to be a part of. Uh, other performers are going to be Big Apple Circus, NYPD Police Band, who doesn't want them in the parade, West Point Marching Band with musical appearances from Patti LaBelle, Dolly Parton, Jordan Sparks, Santa Claus, and dozens more. (laughs) Stick around. Coming up, Dolly Parton and Jordan Sparks. Santa Claus is on his way. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You know. I love doing parades. Love doing parades. I miss doing the Gasparilla Parade. Ooh, I wonder if they're going to have that in Tampa. That's Florida. They're going to hold it. If they have Gasparilla this year, holy cow. Without Mardi Gras going on, uh, we may get a crowd in, in Florida, in Tampa, for Gasparilla bigger than usual. That would be great. I mean, it'd be a super spreader event and not great, <laughs> not great at all. Oh man. You know, I went to a, a, a costume store here in DFW area in the last couple of weeks and the guy is, I mean, he's darn close to closing his doors and he's talking about other costume shops that he does business with around the country, right? They have closed. They're done. They can't be open. He spends his day trying to get, uh, government money and loans and trying to stay alive but he was talking about how these events, like Mardi Gras, like a Gasparilla, you know, drive his business. And theater, drive his business. What's going on with all those businesses? Gone. Dead. And that's what's going to happen to these businesses. Dead. That's why these lockdowns cannot happen. You're putting livelihoods, people's families and legacies are gone we just cannot let these lockdowns happen now maybe once joe biden becomes the official president if he does maybe he can follow germany's rule and just ban protests for anti-lockdowns and just lock it down because hey you know uh if we ban them then they're not going to happen <laughs> okay and so yeah yeah we've banned them and uh, don't worry about it there's no nobody's protesting so everybody must love what we're doing well you you banned them and you've telling them they can't show up i know but nobody's out there 
So, that's the way it goes. Oh. Okay, but hey, enjoy the parade, okay? <laughs> Santa Claus is just around the corner. Well, I mean, he's just right there because he's not around the corner because it's only a block-long parade, but it's coming up next next break. And the bet is, will Santa Claus wear a mask? Will Santa Claus be wearing a mask? If Santa Claus is wearing a mask, I think I quit. I think I quit. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. I love this Phil Collins story. We've talked about it uh, before, and it's just getting heated up. Okay, so Phil has showed up for the Genesis tour. They're practicing. The band is together. Uh, It doesn't say it's the entire band, but... He's going to rehearse with the Genesis bandmates. He showed up in a wheelchair uh, after he got into a big, ugly spat with the ex-wife, uh, Oriane. Remember? Okay, so she made uh, some real personal swipes at him about his hygiene. But, I mean, he's 69 now. Genesis hasn't been together for 13 years. Phil can't even really drum anymore. He talked about uh, sustaining the nerve damage in his back. He has his 19-year-old son doing drums for him at the rehearsals. They're not even sure what Phil's going to do on this tour. I mean, it's Phil Collins. He's got to be part of it, right? He, you know, he's in a wheelchair, walks with the cane. He says because of the way he sits, it crushes his spinal cord when he drums. He can't even hold the sticks properly. I mean, the last time they played together, 2007, marked the 40th anniversary. Wow. Uh, that was the last Domino tour is scheduled to kick off in Glasgow in April of next year. We'll see. And then, you know, London, Belfast, Leeds, Glasgow again. It doesn't even say that they're going to, you know, come to the U.S. Um, now, the battle with the wife, the ex-wife, she is remarried again and moved into a house that Phil owns in Florida, and they're refusing to leave. (laughs) That is awesome. I know, you know, get out of my house. No. (laughs) Make me. So she claims that by 2019, he became increasingly depressed, withdrawn, and abusive. After he had back surgery, he became addicted to antidepressants and painkillers. Also saying he was incapable of having sex, stopped showering, brushing his teeth, and dressing properly. In fact, according to her, he didn't shower or brush his teeth from 2019 until August of 2020 when he vacated the property. He's also She also accused him of smelling so bad that he became a hermit. And refused to interact personally with anyone. I had no choice but to distance myself from him. Right. So there's that has nothing to do with the lawsuit. That's just her yapping, trying to make him look bad. So and about his mental competency, right? So they were married in 1999. Had two sons, Nicholas and Matthew. Then they split up after seven years. She got $47 million. (laughs) Then they got back together in 2016. 
and they separated again now and she married this thomas bates he left the house in florida went back to switzerland and told them to get out it's my house and they refused to leave wow what an incredible life man what an incredible incredible life I mean, I guess if you're, you know, yesterday was the day that uh, the uh, HBO Max's upcoming special trailer was released for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The cast reunited. The trailer looks great. Uh, They're all there, obviously, except for my man who passed away. But it looks fun. And uh, it'll it'll be great. And HBO Max will, you know, it'll be a wonderful thing. And, uh just enjoy it i love the uh, trailer with will saying thank you will oh you're welcome thank you will oh you're welcome <laughs> french prince of bel-air and they were all talking about how uh how uh they had turned it down a couple most, a couple of them had turned it down hey we got want you to try out for a new sitcom with a rapper mm, pass uh, really funny so uh, it was released on hbo max yesterday and enjoy it have fun happy thanksgiving according to will smith thank you will you're welcome thank you will you're welcome i probably should just play it that's two minutes two and a half minutes long listen to it yourself look for the trailer for french prince of bel-air reunion trailer what do you think this is an entertainment show kurt russell long as we're on entertainment kurt russell 69 years old thinks that voicing opinions celebrities these days should weigh in on politics and share their views shouldn't do it they're court jesters it's detrimental to actors nah now he's 69 he's kurt russell so nobody's it's gonna be uh, you know just leave court alone they just or leave kurt alone you know leave him alone it's not gonna matter anything but uh he's right He's right, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Sad. And they're saying now that Johnny Depp's career is over, according to federal prosecutors, he's the next Harvey Weinstein. Is he? Is he? We'll see. I mean, all the st- all the things in the news, uh, he certainly hasn't been getting uh, been getting sued for that, right? I mean, now's the time. He's just getting cash for getting kicked off the Fantastic Beast. He's going to have to do something on his own, right? I'm sure it'll be the Johnny Depp podcast soon. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you'll be able to hear that on Spotify. I wonder if Johnny Depp would come on Chewing the Fat. That would be awesome. I'm going to have to reach out to Johnny. I would love to talk to Johnny Depp, man. Wow. That would be fun. Right? I know that would be fun. Or maybe we reach out to Amber Heard and say, Hey, why don't you, you know, why don't you come on chewing the fat? Cause she apparently is going to be removed from Aquaman too. This case has killed both their careers. They should have just shut up and went away, but no. Wow. Get one of them on chewing the fat. Anyway, let's find out what the heck is going on. Cause Will Smith, I mean, sure. I'd like to have Will on chewing the fat. It'd be great. I'd love to talk to him. But, you know, Johnny Depp or Amber Heard, <laughs> even Kurt Russell is going to come on before Will. Don't you think? Maybe. So uh, I'll leave you with this on a Friday. I found this uh, on one of the uh, one of the social media sites that 
you know, I'm on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor Jeff Fisher Radio. And it just brings to mind, you want to remember what you're paying for when you get someone to do a job for you. You know, you sometimes think, wow, that was expensive. But, you know, you're paying for a lot more than what you see on the surface. So the post is, a customer asked me how much it cost to do this job. I answered him $1,500. He said, so expensive for this job. I asked, how much do you think it could cost? He answers, 800 maximum. That's a pretty simple job, right? For $800, I invite you to do it yourself. But I don't know how to. Well, for $800, I'll teach you how to. So besides saving you $700, you'll get the knowledge for the next time you want. It seemed right to him, and he agreed. But to get started, you need tools. Uh, a welder, a grinder, a chop saw, drill press, welding hood, gloves, etc. But I don't have all that equipment, and I can't buy all these for one job. Well, then, for another 300 more, I'll rent you my stuff so you can do it. Okay, he says. Now, remember, we're at like $1,100, and we're already... We're at 1500 to begin with, right? Uh, okay, Tuesday. I'm waiting for you to start doing this work. But I can't on Tuesday. I, I only have time today. I'm sorry. I'm only available Tuesday to teach you and lend you my stuff. Other days are busy with other customers. Okay, that means I'm going to have to sacrifice my Tuesday, give up my tasks. I forgot. To do your job yourself, you also have to pay for the non-productive factors. What is this? Uh, bureaucratic tax, VAT, security, insurance, fuel, etc. Oh no, but to accomplish these tax, I'm going to spend more money and waste a lot of time. Do you have them? You can do it to me before. Okay, I'll make all the material you need. Truck loading is done Monday evening or Tuesday morning. You'll have to come by 6 loading the truck. Don't forget to be on time to avoid traffic jams and be on time at, at 6. No, 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 not a six. Too early for me. I'm used to getting up later. You know, I've been thinking, y'all better get the job done. I'd rather pay you the 1500 if I had to. It wouldn't be perfect, and it would cost me a lot more. Uh, you, when you pay for the job, and, and, and of course, you know, that he decides, well, I'm going to pay you the 1500 Well, of course he does. But it just reminds you that when you pay for a job, especially handcrafted jobs, uh, you don't only pay for the material used, but you're also paying for knowledge, experience, study, tools, services, time to go, punctuality, accountability, professionalism, accuracy, guaranteed, patents, sacrifices, safety and security, payment of tax obligations. No one can denigrate other people's work by judging prices. Only by knowing all the elements necessary for the production of a certain work can you estimate the actual cost. All the craftsmen and entrepreneurs out there know exactly what this post means. And it's for you. I, you know, it's appreciated. And in today's world, uh, you know, all of these entrepreneurs and craftsmen are getting undercutted. And they're, doing, they're getting undercut because nobody has the money. So people are doing jobs for less money just to get the work. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts.